Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. And on today's episode, we'll talk about that contract. Yes, Thatcher Devco's contract. We talked to Trevor Beggs. We had some fun. I had some questions. And Begsy, who by far and away is the biggest Thatcher Demko fan I know, was pleased. And I do think a lot of people are pleased about this. And it's... Oh, wait. 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 Why am I feeling so happy today about this team? Uh, the same team that's not playing any games for probably a little bit here. Which is... Which is fine and dandy because it's just a sport. Anyways, this feeling, right? Thatcher Demko signs this deal. It's similar to when, you know, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes, I think Godet did the same thing. Remember? Uh, they made their debuts during rough seasons, and things sort of felt good. This right here, this contract, it feels good. It has me feeling like a Canucks fan again. And it's not because of its importance for the present. It's really about the future. And I'm not even talking about next year, right? Because next year... <laughs> this is just Kyle Bowen saying this, okay? Next year looks similar, in my opinion, just based on the math. But the year after that, and the year after that, that's the... That's the life that I'm looking forward to. When I do believe meaningful hockey games will be a regular thing for this city. And why don't we just start the episode? Why don't we just have a conversation with Trevor, okay? Well, what am I doing here? I kind of want to go on another walk. All right? Enjoy the episode. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. I thought about this because I saw a sign, you know, on my walk. Saw a sign on my walk, missing dog, $10,000 reward. It made me ask myself, how much would I pay to get Loki back? How much would you, I pay you, to get Loki back? Would you, would you call it the 10 grand? I, I think like 10 grand is, is pretty steep, but it's hard to put a price on love. And, you know, I remember on your, one of your last episodes of Sippin', you said that Loki was the best dog of all time. So, like, what do you pay for the best dog of all time? It might even be more than 10 grand. Maybe breaking the bank. No, here's the thing. This this is how I break it down again. I, I would definitely pay $10,000 to get Loki back. And, and I hope down the road, right? Down the road, I have a ton of money in the bank account. I would give a lot of money to get Loki back. Okay, again, if I had $50 million in the bank account, I would give up $49 million to get Loki back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was just about to say, would you pay $25 million? Would you, uh, if you were Thatcher Demko and you just signed this fat... You know, five-year contract with $25 million that you've been, you know, working for your whole life. But your dog goes missing. Are you blowing that whole salary? Is that what you're saying? No, you you're just going to play no, five years for free to get your dog back? You don't blow the whole salary. I think your dog would understand that you shouldn't blow it all, okay? Because what's that dog going to do for you? It's going to feel the worst guilt of all time. Again, what's it going to do for you? It's not going to go to work for you and make that money back, all right? But if you keep one mil to yourself, you know... To bank on, to sit on, like, you know, just to restart, reset. You got to 50 mil, you can do it again. Chances are you didn't start with one mil, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I would do that 
for my dog Loki. I gotta say, you're, you're, you're full of love, Kyle. I, I, if my dog went missing, and my dog's almost 15 years old, uh, I would not be paying $49 million. I probably wouldn't even be paying a million dollars to get him back. And, and, and I love the guy. I love the guy. I love the guy. But, you know, uh, I got a little less than a million in the bank, so um, I'd have to really think about what I pay to get him back. That's a, that is a great question. I, I hope that that dog owner finds his dog or her dog. Real talk, real talk. One love, one love. And uh, I feel bad even saying dog owner. Okay, anyways, anyways. Thatcher Demko, right? Signs this deal out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Okay? Again, red digital minimalism. I don't I don't really know what's going on as much anymore, you know? So everything kind of hits me. But I'm pretty sure this actually came out of nowhere for everyone. Am I correct? Yeah, it... it Almost came out of nowhere, but there were some rumblings yesterday, I think, from Rick Dollywall. And look, I'm not the most plugged in guy on Twitter where most of the information gets dropped. But I think Rick Dollywall did tweet something yesterday saying that the Canucks and Demko uh, were getting closer to a deal. But I think most people expected this to be done in the offseason just based on Benning's comments in that presser. And that was more directed at Pedersen and Hughes saying, we're not going to focus on those trade or those signings until after the deadline. <laughs> so you kind of figured this guy's just going to sit on his ass, live life day by day. And, you know, these guys are going to get signed in the offseason. I think that's how everyone saw it playing out. But uh, honestly, it, you know, I think the best story the Canucks season has been the Emer Demko's emergence as a starter. And just top it off, cherry on the cake for him signing this deal. Uh, it's a great deal for the Canucks. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's other than the COVID postponement. And let's be real, there's been a lot of shitty storylines for the Canucks and in the NHL this season. This is a nice little breath of fresh air. You know what I, I call that, Trevor? You know what I call that? I call, oh, that, no. I call that desperate for something good, okay? Again, we're talking about <laughs> what, you know? Okay, never mind. We're talking about something kind of big. This is really big. This is the future of the Vancouver Canucks. And again, it comes out of nowhere. Thatcher Demko, five years, $25 million. And now your Vancouver Canucks, the same team that is, what, sixth in Canada. That's pretty much going to look the same, sort of, kind of, not really next year. Is going to have, what, $10 million between the pipes, Okay. $10 million between the pipes. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, maybe Benny thought Hopi would find a way to find a new home inside of this deal, right? Because there's no way that he really thought about having $10 million between the pipes in 2021, 2022. It's a, it's a pretty big number. And I don't think they're getting rid of uh, Braden Hopi. Real talk. They aren't. They aren't. No, I, I don't think so either. You know, I, I did a little article from Next Comic this morning, uh, just looking at the cap situation. And in a generous world, how much cash space could they have next year? I came up with the number eight and a half million. If you know some players signed some super generous contracts, I had Demko coming in at four point five, is like the absolute lowest. But you look at Demko signing for five million. I, I think in a good world, the Canucks probably have maybe eight million in cap space after you know filling a couple depth pieces and signing Pedersen and Hughes. Uh, so yeah, things are looking great, man. It's not great, Chief. Well, it's okay. not great, and I do wonder. You know, five year deal. You just hope that Benning, more so the next person that's gym of this team, is able to build around this core. Because the core is really good. It really is. And, and Demko's a big part of that. But man, oh man, this team does have some serious work to do. Uh, by my estimation, when I was writing this morning, you know, I, I think they really need a top six winger, a third line center, <laughs> another decent third line winger, and two more top four defensemen. And they only have $8 million to do this in the offseason. So it's probably not going to happen this offseason, man. Santa Claus, are you listening? Are you fucking listening, Santa Claus? Santa, we need you. 
Man, oh, mad. A lot of things. A lot of things there. Now, again, that contract also says a couple of things. And I'm I'm pretty much stealing this thought from a tweet I saw from Thomas Drance. Again, it didn't really hit me until I read it the way Thomas wrote it. And that dude's pretty fucking articulate, okay? And it hit, okay? It hit. And it pretty much talked about this deal signaling where the organization thinks they're at. So I'm thinking to myself, well, why am I stressing out? I'm not going to even stress out next year because next year is not that year. You know what I'm saying? Is is this a bit of a sign of where things are with the Canucks? Maybe the Canucks are yeah, saying that they're probably not going to be that good next year. Yeah, I'm not sure how much the deal says about where they're at in the organization. I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of expected Demko to sign a multi-year deal uh, at a cap hit that's pretty reasonable because um, there aren't a lot of comparables for what Demko's done. Okay. Because uh, okay. he's only played, like you, I think you tweeted out, he's played less than 70 games in the NHL. Uh, so the sample size is small, but I think there's enough of a pedigree there that this deal makes really? sense. Okay. I think the sample size is super, super, super small. And honestly speaking, I would say the sample size is like Brandon Sutter small. Real talk. Real talk. It's just. Whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, whoa. Let, okay, let explain, okay. Let me explain. It's actually only. 60 what 62 starts in the regular season now i think thatcher thatcher demko is is worth this money because of his talent his talent this dude's fucking crazy i've said it many times bro i've said it many times now he's surprising me you know i didn't think he would be this good this quick and in comparison to, to what we've seen from markstrom it kind of had me kind of had me thinking that no they have to keep markstrom because they got a really fucking good goalie now Look at look at where we're at now. I'm I'm really really pleased with Thatcher Demko. Incredible talent. He's worth the money. But it is like wow. Like how much leverage did he really have? Yeah, he had those two years before he became a UFA. But at the end of the day, again next year, ten million dollars between between the pipes. Then you got to extend Hughes and Pedersen. This team's already up against the cap. It's like yeah, like next year is probably not going to be nice. Yeah, I really, I have my doubts about next year. You know, I, I saw someone uh, comment in the, on the post I wrote this morning saying that, oh, doing their own cap scenario. They have Hoglander and Podkolzin in the top six, along with guys like VC and Boyd coming back. Oh, I mean, that's the same damn team you have right now. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, it's a mess, man. It's a mess. But, yeah, Demko was a big part. Demko, Pedersen, huge. We all expect them to sign with the Canucks, obviously. But to give Demko for five years, and this guy's in the prime of his career right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I've heard like experts like Kevin Woodley. I think he said it as early as this morning on Sports at six fifty that you shouldn't sign goaltenders to term. Honestly, I'm pretty I'm pretty damn comfortable signing Demko to term, um, and it's one of the right things this organization did, letting Markstrom walk and signing Demko. And I know you and I had that debate yeah. last summer. Yeah, you were on the Markstrom camp. I was like, no, just ride, go with Demko, and uh, you know I'll take the W on that one, man. What a, what a few W's that I have. I don't know, bro. I think you have a lot of W's when it comes to the hockey conversations between Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowne on Sipping on a 40. We only have Trevor for a couple more minutes because, A, we're talking to Big Daddy Beggsy, and he has more important things to do than be on, what, the 746-ranked hockey podcast in Vancouver, okay? So we appreciate your time, Trevor. I got a couple more thoughts, and uh, let's talk about that contract and its value, too. I I heard Quadrelli talk about how in a couple years that's going to be the best contract quite possibly when it comes to goaltenders in the NHL. I think in a couple of years, that's going to be the best contract, like players in the NHL. You know what I'm saying? At $5 million, you might have the best goalie in the league and, and the cap floor will be up by then. And the cap, just the, the salary cap in general. I just, I just think $5 million is a, 
pretty good deal. Not going to lie, yo. In 2023, 2024, we're going to be laughing at that. Yeah, it's a really nice number. And the thing with goalies, as we've seen so often in the NHL, is, you know, they sign these contracts, um, you know, sometimes obviously a, a higher AAV than Demko's at. I mean, Marsham's a good example. And the play tails off. So I, there's always going to be a goalie that comes in out of nowhere and make it, you know, $50,000 a year. Okay, a little a little bit low there. But there's always going to be goalies like that. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think Demko, that deal has the potential to be one of the best in the league and one of the best among goaltenders. I mean, this guy hasn't shown any reason why he can't be one of the best goalies in the NHL. And I think you've just seen that this year. Yeah, I think Thatcher Demko is, is a talent. And I also believe... He reads books. Real talk. I think he does, man. I've said it a lot of times also on this show, right? He's a fucking stoic. I think he's read the Daily Stoic. He just he just too calm, cool, collected. And he's and he's getting better. He's getting better. Real talk. Real talk. Again, small sample size for sure. For sure. Hometown bias, probably, but I've seen a lot of sports and uh 62 starts in the grand scheme of things. It's not that large. But let's look at his last like 30 starts or just he's had like 15 or 18 remarkable games. You know what I'm saying? And you're you're really asking yourself like, damn, he's he's fucking talented. He's got it. Yeah, no, he really does. And I would even look past his NHL experience. And I've said this time and time again, but he was a dominant, dominant player in college. Came back from a bad injury to be nominated for the Hobie Baker. Uh, I think that was when he injured his hip. I can't quite remember, but it was something that kept him out for a while. Comes to the AHL, dominates there. Uh, I'm just not surprised at his success at the NHL level. Uh, I will say my, my wife loves a trip to Canucks, and, and even she said this today. You know, She's like, oh, that's good for Demko. I'm glad he got that deal. It's too bad yeah. he plays on a team that can't finish. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's the big issue here, man. The you know, Demko's not the problem. I love it. <laughs> uh, we don't know Demko's it. not the problem. Demko, the problem Demko. is the team around him. Demko's not the problem. Horvat's not the problem. Pedersen's not the problem. Hughes is not the problem. I put, I put JT Miller in that mix. Bra- Brock Besser, not the problem. Hooglander, probably not going to be the problem. There are some good players on this team, but... Man, the way the NHL is going, I was so wrong. Yo, you just need you need everyone to be a good NHLer. You know what I'm saying? And that's hard to do when a lot of guys who aren't good NHLers anymore are making a ton of money. A ton of money. And that's again going to be the case next year. Real talk. So it's it has me looking... Should I not be looking that much in the future, man? It's... I'm living a sad life. I'm such a loser, Trevor. I'm such a loser, man. I'm not even. I'm not even. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not even looking forward to next season. I, if I'm watching anything, I'm watching. You know the rookies. You know the dude from Russia, right? That dude, Paul Golzin. How do you know how to say his name exactly? You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. I don't know, man. What's what's going on, Trevor? Man, thanks so much for your time. How's how's the girl doing? Anything new? Anything new? Can she walk the dog yet? What's going on? Oh, she can almost. She's ready to come in this podcast. I think in about a week or two. So uh, yeah, she'd be good. She's starting to be a little bit more vocal. She's uh, starting to get noisy. So you want some yelling and screaming on the podcast? Uh, my little baby girl Everly will be there for us. There you go. There you go. Thanks so much for your time, man. I can't all right, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, I couldn't even hear you. Hey, this guy ended <laughs> off like he's on someone else's show. Thanks a lot for having me on. I appreciate it. Y'all, Trevor begs, man. Fuck, man. <laughs> You're hilarious, man. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you uh, hilarious, man. Okay, peace, man. Peace. All right, have a good day, bro. Peace. Sometimes we keep it short, all right? And that's what we have to do today.
I will be writing, though. I, I think that's why I want to keep it short, okay? Just not feeling it. I'm trying to get off this writer's block. And tomorrow morning, I promise you, yes, I promise you, if you head over to nuxmisconduct.com, you will see my second piece in what? Three days, okay? In three days. One step at a time, all right? Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the network. Yes, the Nux Misconduct Network, wherever you listen to hockey podcasts. We'll keep giving you shows. We'll keep having fun. We'll keep making your hockey life a little bit better. And if you really want to hear a good conversation about what this contract means to the Canucks, I feel as if Faber and Quadrelli did a great job. And that's not on the Nux Misconduct Network. That's just on a separate feed. But, hey, it really got me thinking about the talent in this city and uh, not just with the hockey team, but with the people telling the stories. You know, the Canucks, right? Replay the music, okay? The Canucks have disappointed this damn city. And it really has me thinking, right? What if, what if the storytellers in the same city, what if those people sucked and weren't talented, okay? Where would we be? There's a lot of talent out here, okay? Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.